Welcome to the See My Grief podcast, a Conversations with Kelly production. I'm your host, Kelly Grosslogs, and I want to welcome you to this community where my intention is for those that listen can experience healing, safety, hope, and possibility. This is a space where all grief matters. I want you to feel seen and heard and embraced. To all of you, welcome. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to See My Grief podcast. I am Kelly Grosslogs, your host, and I am so excited today to have my first guest on here as the See My Grief podcast. As you know, we changed our name from the Conversations with Kelly podcast. Go back to my first episode if you want to learn more about that. But today we are talking about the power of vulnerability and how being vulnerable actually helps us heal. And I brought in my dear friend and a colleague, Brian Pyatt, who many of you are familiar with from our Facebook Lives and some of the work we've done together. I would like you to look Brian up. It's P-I-A-T-T. It'll all be in the show notes. But Brian has a fabulous podcast himself titled Take What Serves and Leave the Rest. So I'm honored to have you on here today, Brian. And we are actually in studio. So this is different. We're not doing this virtually. Welcome. Thank you, my friend. It's an honor to be here. Oh, it's so great. So when you hear the topic vulnerability, tell me what comes to mind when you hear that word. Mm, it's not easy. And I know that, that it's, uh, it's uh, a practice that I know I'm still working on every single day of my life. As somebody who has lived a lot of my life, as I know a lot of us have, kind of trying to to go it alone and internalize a lot of things and kind of hide my struggle from the world and from people around me. And so I think vulnerability really is kind of the portal to a lot of the the things that we're yearning for in life. And yet it can also be one of the scariest places to step into. And when you think about so you've been very open on social media about your mental health struggles with OCD, yep. but then also have alluded, and you don't have to get into specifics, that the last several months have been difficult for yeah. you. And I think even admitting that to our Facebook Live group or admitting that on your social media platforms and your podcast, just letting people know that you've been struggling. Yeah. Even as recent as last night, we did a Facebook Live and it was beautiful how you set the stage about letting people know that you had cried mm-hmm. that day and you had we had an overwhelming response of other people that had cried. Now, when you're in those vulnerable states, you feel like you're the only one, right? Yeah. And wasn't that beautiful that when you opened up about your vulnerability, all these people felt they had the permission to open up as well? Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing a lot of times with with being vulnerable is it kind of gives other people the permission to do the same because I'm 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 quite convinced that a lot of us, the majority of us are walking around with some level of maneuvering something really intense and and feeling really intense emotions and kind of feeling that pressure that society puts on us to kind of wear the mask and pull it together 
and kind of shut that emotion down or, you know, why is everybody else totally fine, but I'm the one, I'm the only one that's struggling. Like, I, I really think that that's something that runs really deep in a lot of us. And so I think when, when one person has the courage to say life is hard and things are really intense and really get honest about that, really get honest about the human experience, I really do think that it gives everybody else around them an opportunity to exhale and to be like, oh my gosh, okay, I don't have to struggle with this by myself, or I don't have to pretend as much as I feel like I have to. So I've, I've seen that a lot in my own life through, you know, sharing some of my stuff publicly, whether it goes back to, you know, working at Care 11 and opening up about some of my mental health struggles, or just through the work on social media. I think, you know, I've had so many people through, through me sharing that reach out and say, oh my gosh, me too. I'm going through something similar. And so it's amazing. You know, we're, we're, all, we're all going through this human experience and we need more people that are willing to be real about it. Well, absolutely. And I also see that. So we have this, we talk about the second arrows, right? So we have this initial thing that happens. Let's say it's infidelity, a divorce, the death of somebody you love. There's this initial thing that happens. Then all the energy that goes into not showing your pain and your suffering and not being, not wanting to be vulnerable, not wanting to show it to your children, your spouse, your family, your workforce, whatever it may be, the amount of secondary trauma and suffering that comes from that energy of shoving it down, looking put together, we know has dire consequences for people when they don't have an avenue or they don't have an outlet to talk to somebody about it. Now, I have worked, and I'm sure there's people listening to this, that I've worked with people and and that have taken the risk to be vulnerable and it has, in their words, backfired on them because people have utilized their vulnerability against them, so to speak, or what they have shared with people has come back to them and has been used against them. What would you say to somebody if they said, well, I don't trust anybody. I've been vulnerable before and it 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 had bad consequences. Yeah. What would you say to somebody? You know, I think number one, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. You know, to you, I know that that can that that can happen, and that's um that's a tough thing to maneuver through when you really feel like okay, I'm going to open myself up and I'm going to be real about something and kind of get it shoved in your face. But I would also want to say that that's that probably says so much more about that other person and their their kind of inability maybe to sit with their own uncomfortable emotions internally and some of the things that they're going through. And then that doesn't have anything to do with, with you. I think it's, I think life becomes this journey of finding those people that you can be really open and vulnerable with. And and not everybody in our life is that person that we go to with our deepest pain. I think we have, I mean, you talk about this all the time. You kind of have like layers and rings of friends and people in your life where you know, you have your inner circle, those people that you know that you can go to with those things. And then you kind of have people that are more on the fringe where they serve really beautiful roles in our life. And yet maybe they're just that person that, you know, like, hey, I don't really go to them when I'm really having a hard time. So I think you don't want to shut down just because one person responds that way. But I, I know that that might be the natural inclination, but I really do think it's an opportunity to say, Okay, who are my people? And, and, and you figure out who your people are usually when you're going through really intense things.
Exactly, Brian. I mean, that's so true. And I will say that I think probably it's safe to say that 99% of the human race has experienced vulnerability hangover or vulnerability regret or vulnerability where it's they've shared something and they wish they didn't with somebody. I think that's a very common thing. I also have empathy for people where it's been been used against them. What I want to say is that is a story in time. That's an experience in time between two people. And you learned a really hard lesson about that person. But I agree with you. I think that person, based on that behavior and that mistrust and that betrayal, does not get to dictate going forward the benefits you would experience from opening up to somebody like that's giving that person way too much power and giving a person power that we don't really have respect for. Ultimately, it's a dangerous thing, really. And we all do it. But I would really encourage people to kind of pause for a minute and say, well, hold on a minute. I don't really respect that person or I don't have contact with that person anymore. Why would I allow them to dictate going forward the rest of my life and how I'm going to be? So. I think that's one thing. I also think that you are absolutely right. We do find out who our people are and not everybody deserves to hear our story. And I think that's a big thing that we talk about in the grief world is, and also in the mental health world. But as a therapist, I would often talk to people about, it is a privilege to hear people's stories. It's a privilege when you open up to somebody. That is sacred privilege time. And not everybody deserves to hear it. So it's not as if you need to be vulnerable with everybody in your life, right? And you and I have talked about this. It's that somebody that you love and trust and that you believe is sacred to you, those are the people that deserve it. And really, when stories that are traumatic or hard live inside the body for too long and they don't have a portal or an outlet to go, They do cause disease and they do cause illness and they do cause anxiety and different things within us if if they live within us for too long. Yeah. You know, they do too. And sometimes in a medical setting, when I would work in the clinics or the hospitals, and we had people that repeatedly came in for certain physical complaints. Now I believe those those ailments were real. I do believe they were experiencing these things. But we could never get to the core of why the stomach ache. You know, nothing was coming out abnormal on any of the scans or any of the blood work or any of the tests we did. And I would say to them, I want you to think about one of your hardest, most painful stories in your life. Whether it's a loss or an experience that you've had. And when you've, when you've brought that to your mind and when it's come up, I want you to let me know. And they'll say, oh, yeah, I know what that is. And would you be willing to share that with me? Most of the time it's yes. I mean, because I'm this trusted person. And then I'll ask, have you shared this with anyone else? And a lot of times it's no. And so we go through that unveiling and that peeling back of the stories. And I've seen that with you recently, your willingness to let people in, what has that been like for you? And what have you learned about Brian himself as Brian who can be vulnerable? Yeah. You know, I alluded to the fact that I've lived a lot of my life 
and I think this really for me started when I was in middle school and I really started having a hard time with, with my mental health. So when I really, I feel like the struggle really started to ramp up for me and I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't really have a word to describe what was happening with me. And so I think that was when I really, really began just internally shutting down, not in, I guess not internally shutting down, but just shutting down any expression of what was actually happening for me internally and, and getting really, really, really good at just projecting this image to the world of I'm good. I'm great. I'm, you know, I'm pulled together. I'm, thriving i'm you know everything's good everything's good over here when that wasn't the reality of what was actually happening inside we get affirmation for that don't we in society yeah we do and that becomes kind of intoxicating it does that's a very good word it really does it becomes this thing that feeds us and so i think as we as we go through life and we have different experiences i kind of feel like it's it's forcing me to not be able to to operate like that 24 seven anymore. Like I've kind of hit some points where I don't really have a choice, but to be open with other people and let people in. And and there's something, I mean, it still is, is terrifying for me to, you know, just to see, have somebody else see me cry or have somebody see me in a, in a really um, tough place. It's, it still feels scary to do that. And yet the thing that is painful becomes a little bit easier to manage when I let people know what's really going on internally. Does that mean you have to tell every detail of what's going on? No, 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 I think it's just, you know, and we talk about this a lot, you know, that, that the power of just texting a friend and saying today's a hard day. I've found that to be really helpful just having one other person on the planet that knows that things are difficult for me in this moment for me feels really helpful because I'm so programmed to do the opposite and just isolate. I mean, huge growth. Yeah. And so, I mean, I really do think that it's really, it's a huge, this has been coming through for me a lot recently. I think I'm really, really being taught in this phase of my life that I don't have to go it alone. And that it's okay to let other people know when things are hard. And 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 then that's tough because I know you start to feel a little bit like you have to take care of other people around you. Like if I if I if I'm every single day saying things are really hard, I start to feel like, okay, I'm just like a broken record and I'm here I go again and I'm a downer and you're bringing everybody else down, down around you. And I kind of feel like I have to like take care of other people and not put them in uncomfortable situations. But I think that's I think that's something that we kind of do to ourselves. You know, one thing I would often say to my clients, because this feeling of I'm a burden becomes pretty prevalent. And so a couple things, if you're going through a hard time, it's going to be, it's going to be a while. It's the healing is in phases, it's in layers. Some days it feels better, some days it feels really bad. And and I do think, and especially the longer we've held this issue inside, it's going to take a while. But secondly... I say to people, you are not the burden. You carry the burden, but you are not the burden. And that is a very, you know, that's a very important distinction to make for people when they're saying, oh, I'm so, I sound like a broken record, as you just said, or I'm sure, you know, and we project a lot. I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing this. Well, has anybody told you they're tired of hearing this? And these are the things we do this in our head 
I think one is a coping mechanism, but two, it's just, it's human nature to project. And I think we have to all kind of collectively pause right now for people that are going through a hard time and remember that we carry these burdens. Like we carry this sadness, we carry this illness, we carry this grief. We are not those things. And that if you think about metaphorically carrying um, 100 bricks around that are really heavy and you've been carrying them and carrying them, you are not that brick. You are not that heavy brick, but you're carrying them. Imagine somebody taking 50 of those bricks and carrying them with you. I mean, that that's the metaphor. And it's not as if you're dumping bricks on people. Now, also, we have to remember that people have the choice to take those bricks or not. So when people sit present with us and listen to us, they are making a conscious choice to hear our story. And I want everybody to get very used to, if you're asking the question, how are you today? Then please be really willing yeah. to want to hear it. Yeah. And not just, uh, we, we're so pro, how are you today? Good. No, 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 no. Yep. But like, really, like, how are you today? And I think, Brian, for you, I mean, I will say that it probably feels like it's been one continuous bad day, mm-hmm. especially when you're in it. But that isn't how the healing has looked. It's you've had moments of joy and the moments of breakthrough do feel really uncomfortable before they happen. But that's just, it's been such a sacred privilege to hear some of your story and i would never in a million years think wow this has been just one continuous bad day for him like that yeah no i think and i don't even know do we have bad days or do we have bad i don't know do we have bad moments moments in the day right well and that's and that's helped me a lot too to to realize that you know like for like this morning for instance i've had um I've had some really beautiful moments this morning and I've had a few that have been hard and we've talked about that a lot with like the both and mm-hmm. that it, yeah, we don't need to label days as just all good or all bad. It's kind of a, it's, it's a whole bunch of waves that comes at us every single day. And some, some waves are a lot harder to ride than others. And, and why can't it just be that? So it's a collection of a whole bunch of moments. And in every moment we're going to, we're going to feel a little bit differently. Well, and I, for those of you that are new and haven't, heard about both and it's basically a concept where two things can be true in the same space and so our society really likes us to live our lives either or we're good or we're bad we're this or we're that and what we've learned is that there can be space for both and that people can be truly just grieving and and feeling um such bereft so bereft and still be excited to go on the family picnic you know and and that can confuse people and actually society doesn't tend to look at that very favorably they'll say like well i thought you were grieving so why are you laughing or with the oncology community that i work so close with they can be very scared of progression and what their scan's going to show, and in the same space, be very hopeful. Like, those can exist. They don't have to be fearful or not fearful. They can be both fearful and hopeful. And in fact, not only can they be, we, we highly recommend that's how we live our lives. And so, 
what's beautiful with you, and I know we're going to be wrapping up here in a couple minutes, but what's beautiful with you is that you have now shifted to allowing people to hear that this morning there were some difficult moments instead of just, oh, it's been a beautiful morning and things have been great. And, and you know, another thing that I think the more we open up, as you said earlier, it allows other people to open up to us. And so there's an advantage to both the people in the relationship when that happens. And, you know, but I, I think a couple things. And then I want to ask you a question as we end. I think just to kind of recap is that not everybody deserves to hear our story, but our stories are very sacred parts of who we are. And so when you find your person or your people, it's okay to trust them, even if you've been hurt before. Because again, remember, We don't want to give that person all the power. You know, again, it's both and yes, they hurt us. And we still have the right to open up to someone again. And we're deserving of that. And yes, trust is earned. And I understand that. But when I meet people and they have like locked down trust on everybody, it tends to stem from one or two people. And so we kind of want to go back and like reprogram that and say, hey, that person doesn't deserve all of that. But I, what I wanted to ask you is, as we're wrapping up, can you think of two, and I, you know, I always love this when you're being interviewed because you haven't had any chance to think about it, but that's the beauty of it is the impromptuness. But in the recipe of vulnerability or whatever you want to call it, can you think of one or two things that you can advise to somebody if they're thinking about, just thinking about opening up and telling somebody something mm-hmm. they've never told anyone? I think... It doesn't have to be an all or nothing situation, I would say. You don't have to share every single thing that's going on internally for you to have it be categorized as being vulnerable or opening up. And and I also think too that there's a there's a process, I think, where we get vulnerable with ourselves first that starts to happen. So maybe it starts by just being honest with yourself through journaling or Honestly, what I have been doing a lot of is speaking into my phone, into my voice memo function on my, on my phone and just saying things out loud to myself, you know, and can kind of going through that process of kind of opening up almost to myself about something. And then that I think can spill over then into learning how to be vulnerable and open with other people. And, and I really do think that vulnerability can feel really, really scary. And yet, I I just want people to know that we are not meant to live this life isolated and on our own. It's just not how we're meant. It's not how we're wired. It's not a fulfilling way to live. And I say that because I still fall into that all the time. And so beautiful. I would just want people to know that um, it's okay to reach out Yeah, and be really gentle with yourself through the process. Well, and I thank you for that. And I, I love that that thought of being vulnerable with ourselves. One thing I will add is that the anticipation of it can often be bigger than the actual event of it. And I've had many people prepare me for things they're going to tell me. And I'm pretty certain it's going to be something that was illegal or whatever had happened based on the way they kind of tee it up. 
and I can I can have a lot of empathy for the anxiety, but I also know that within their mind they have created this thing. Mm-hmm. And when they actually tell me, it's a little anticlimactic for them because my reaction is so mm-hmm. it's just again, it's holding the space and not judging. And I I don't ever want to respond to somebody like, that's it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's just a good, and I've done this myself many, many times, how we become so anxious with the anticipatory nature of it. Because what we do is we have the projection again of how they're going to respond, what they're going to think of us. And then we always have these expectations of this is how they should respond. And if they don't respond, what I want to say is just sit in the space, give yourself a lot of love, a lot of gentleness, and just know that at some point you have to surrender in order to be vulnerable. You just, you can't control the outcome. You can't, control everything they're going to think or what they're going to say. But more often than not, you are the one personally, the one carrying the story that has created this scenario that's much bigger than the actual scenario. So I, I think that's another thing we have to be very mindful of when we're thinking about being vulnerable. And I love what you said about it not having to be all or nothing. Maybe it's enough just to say, I have something I need to share with you. Not quite ready to share it. Mm-hmm. but would you be willing to ask me ne- next week or whatever it may be? Right. Um, that might be enough. We can inch our way into it. Totally. You know, totally. so any final thoughts you would have for these beautiful people that are listening? Mm-hmm. We're all vulnerable. I mean, at some point in our lives, right? Yeah. We're all vulnerable. And any closing thoughts or kind of any Brian Pietisms, mm-hmm. wisdom? I think at some point we're 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 fed this this narrative that we're almost supposed to be like superhuman in in some way out there in the world like that we're not supposed to have emotions and that we're not supposed to struggle with things and we're not you know we're just supposed to go out there and work our 9 to 5 job and be stoic and do life and um that is not an an accurate representation of the human experience. And so I think a lot of this is even tapping into inner child work. Like we all, all of us, me, you, everybody that's listening to this, we all have those like littles inside of us that most of the time, honestly just want to be like held and told that everything is going to be okay. And that doesn't make you weak. That doesn't make you needy. That doesn't make you any of those things that makes you human. And and so I think we really have to kind of reframe reframe that for ourselves and and don't buy into the narrative of suck it up, pull up your bootstraps yeah. and just keep forging ahead. Yeah. So, so and just be gentle. And it's, I feel like that's the word that I always come back to is and I have to keep reminding myself of that every single day too. Um and there's no right or wrong way to do any of this. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. I am so grateful for all of you that have listened and I do hope that This time that you've invested in listening allows you to feel worthy enough for your story to be told, your sacred story to be told, and that you do have that person or people that can hear that. Certainly um, join us and join our communities on social media at Conversations with Kelly um, on Facebook and See My Grief on Instagram. Brian is at Brian Pyatt on both the channels and those are places that you can join us and other people um, chime in who have been through 
very difficult things. And somehow, some way, we get each other through this. So thank you for listening. And my friend, thank you for taking time. I know you get interviewed by a lot of people because you're just so in high demand and so cool. And you're one of the coolest. I mean, I do love, I have a lot of envy for Brian's podcast. Um, I (laughs) I do not make that a secret. So (laughs) thank you. And um, thank you, everybody. And I'll see you next time. you for listening to the See My Grief podcast. It is my hope that this episode resonated for you on some level and that you feel less alone, more hopeful, and gained insight. These episodes are not to be seen as a substitute for medical attention or psychological treatment. Please see your licensed providers for individual needs. Thank you so much for sharing and subscribing to this podcast so that we can continue to grow our sacred community. I will talk with you next time, friends, and please know this, I see your grief.